Hello and welcome to the Talking Shit Podcast. I'm Tyler Brown. It's, uh, I was going to say it's been a busy week, but I've noticed I say that a lot in this podcast. And I'm guessing what I find busy isn't as busy probably compared to what you guys do during your week. But to me, it's it's work, but I enjoy the things I do in the week. And I'm, I'm just a self-centered uh, asshole. No. Um, this week has really been... What I want to talk about mostly is uh, music, because I've really, like, I have interesting weeks where I won't listen to any music, probably, during a week, and then there's a month where, you know, I'll, I'll listen to a lot of music for hours on end, and that's what this week's really been, but it's been enjoyable. It's been really enjoyable. Um Kind of my musical taste, and I tell you what, I've never been into kind of modern, modern music, if you can call it that. I kind of fell off with music around the 2010s, or at least listening to it now um, in my teens. I won't listen to probably anything over 2010-ish, because that's when Bieber came in. And, you know, just all this pop and... You know, rock isn't good anymore, really. Pop isn't... pop. Never liked pop, really. I mean, pop's kind of like... There's not a good... Is there good pop songs? Can you say there's a good pop song out there? I can't. I'd say that there's enjoyable pop songs, but are they necessarily good? I don't know. You know, I wouldn't be sticking on Lady Gaga or any of those lot if I wanted some quality music but I guess it's all different with the genres isn't it I guess there has to be different standards but I've always been into kind of rock and roll Uh, not that kind of heavy metal rock where it's just screaming and like ah never really been into that it's not been my thing but I I like rock and roll um I think my tastes really go around the English scene mostly I mean there's a there's American you know bands that you have to respect um you know acdc come to mind straight away um they're probably up up there for my kind of rock band kind of they're a bit metalish but then it's my rock band um for americans and then you know oasis i've always loved the smiths you know kind of brit pop and those those genres um and i've noticed my musical tastes mostly range between the years of 1960 and as i said probably 2010 but i'm you know early 2000s really would probably be the actual cutoff point for me but now in these in this kind of modern era of music you got you got ed sheeran um i really don't know anyone that's doing music out there right now uh ed sheeran comes to mind straight away and i, I did a review on my instagram for him um, his album that was just the um, plus symbol and I just thought he's got a nice voice it kind of gives that emotional tone but I really don't know what the appeal is I really I just think he is somewhat overrated I mean he's talented enough of a guitar I couldn't do what he does you know that you know I can sit here all I want and say oh well he's not talented enough um but he's talented I think he could have a future but his writing uh, for the music is, um, it's not my kind of thing. 
I'm, I've never really been into love songs. Uh, the one, I guess, love song I'd be into is probably something I could talk tonight from Oasis. Uh, but that's really, you know, or something from the Smiths that kind of have that love undertone to it. You know, um, what's a love song by the Smiths? There's, they're out there. There's loads kind of lovish, um, song, lovish. What a word. I've had to start using, um, I use Grammarly. Have you seen the advert for that on my laptop? And that's kind of like, it just gives you <laughs> smart words to say. Because I just, I have, my grammar can be good on certain days, but really, so there's just days where I just can't think. But back to music. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of love song from kind of Ed Sheeran, and, you know, I want to go under the covers. <laughs> this is not me properly singing, by the way. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm playing a character. Um, you know, I want to go under, I'm going to drink myself to death while kissing you under the moon. It's just like, oh, it's all moody, uh, deep music, I guess. Uh, do speech marks with that deep music. Um, and I, I know that there's a lot of Ed Sheeran fans out there. Fair enough. He's very popular. He's very successful. And I, I really like his story. I like his, um, I believe he was sleeping on a couch for years. And then, you know. He got noticed somehow. I really haven't met into a story, but I know the kind of basis to it. And I do enjoy his story, but Ed Sheeran's never done it for me on a musical level. Um, and that album, I, I had to stop listening to it because the writing, for me, just rubbish. Just, ugh. Um, I mean, I couldn't write, you know, an album, then sing it, you know, and do some good, drumming whatever he does you know <laughs> just, i'd be great on radio wouldn't i if they said that was uh the doves here on radio 2 it's like i couldn't explain the song and i do a music review on my instagram as well and i can barely explain you know tempo or all the details behind songs i just kind of talk about them saying that had a good kind of you know rhythm you know it went like this boom it's like, there's no detail behind that. And that's as far as my musical knowledge can go. I remember when you had to kind of, you know, when you have to do kind of music uh, in secondary school. We always had to do it in primary school. And we had assemblies on, I think it was Tuesday, where you had to do a, a musical assembly. And they were rubbish and nobody sang. And they all mouthed the words. And you'd probably have a couple of girls singing, maybe a couple of boys. Um... And to some points, it got so bad that nobody was singing in those musical assemblies that the head teacher would just go, oh, God, you guys, are, you'd shout at us, say, sing! And I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, if people don't want to sing, it's fair enough. I felt uncomfortable singing um, in a musical assembly because it's just like, you're next to your mate, um, and if he's not singing, you don't want to sing. You know what I mean? It's kind of that pe peer pressure. You don't want to sing if your mate's there. I could never sing in front of a crowd. I remember I had to do it in uh, secondary school. And in secondary school, you have to do music for, uh, how long? Two years, year seven, year eight, I did it. And then year nine, you get to pick your options. So year seven, year eight, music was a given. You had to do it. 
and I hated it so much. And we had to get into a bit of a band kind of group. I remember a girl on the two, no, girl on piano. There's a girl on piano, girl on guitar, a, a boy on guitar, and uh, somebody who's playing drums. And whoever played the drums, I forget who it was because I forget the groups. Whoever played the the drums in my music group when we had to sing that song by the guy with the weird voice. I forget what the song is. I'll probably remember it later on, and that'll frustrate me. I, I always do that. I remember something later on after the podcast, I, and it makes me sound like an idiot. And I'm just I'm just sick of sounding like an idiot. No. Uh, whoever played the drums, well done, because I thought you did a pretty good job. Compared to everyone else, you are probably the best drummer in there. But I remember there was a kid that could play the guitar really well. Or, well, I say really well. Really well for what I thought, you know, a good guitar sounds like. And I still think he played it well. But if he went on stage and, you know, played an Ed Sheeran song, I'm sure many people were probably saying, oh, whoever's playing the guitar was pretty shit last night. Uh, But, yeah, music's always been an interesting topic. And I never really, I haven't got into music until kind of these past four years. No, no, two, two years. I really hit music. Really hit music. Um, I mean, I knew, I knew of you know my probably my top two bands are the Smiths and Oasis. I knew of the Smiths when I was five because we used to do, go on camping trips, right, and that song would always be playing on the radio and just sing it down, you know, we'd go to the beach for um, canoeing or, no, fishing. So you'd always go down there and that would be playing on the radio. So that, you know, that was my early favourite song. Uh, What was it? Uh, This Charming Man by The Smiths. If you haven't heard it, it's a fucking track. And I say that now, it's a track that you should listen to. Um, But I've always found The Smiths to be a bit of a niche for many people. I'm a big Smiths fan. But I don't know many other Smiths fans. I know of one other Smiths fan. That's it. In my time, well, I guess, you know, the people in the camp about the Smiths fans. Um, so there you go. But then, okay, I know two groups. Well, a group of Smiths fans and one other Smith fan. And that group is very small. I really I really don't know why, why the Smiths don't get enough recognition they're, they're very underrated in my mind um another lead singer morrissey has some uh let's say rational viewpoints on politics but you can't i've always thought of this you have to ch- you have to change with the music you know the music and the man are a completely different thing with the michael jackson thing from a couple of years ago with that um leaving wonder uh was it i was about to say wonderwall leaving wonderland documentary um about the pedophile thing and you know that was a very uncomfortable watch um i just thought well i can't listen to michael jackson music for probably another year and in the first place i wasn't a very big michael jackson fan but i'm probably not going to listen to a michael jackson track for another year that's now turned into two years i don't think i've touched a michael tracks uh and michael jackson track um probably in those two years i've definitely not listened to a whole uh, Michael Jackson song, you know, f- in full. Um, what was that one they sang in a big group? Uh, uh, this Christmas, 
the kids in Africa, something. <laughs> um, yeah, I. That's probably the only thing that Michael. Well, that's not a Michael Jackson song, but he's he's in it. He's a big feature, isn't he? In that um, around the world or whatever, saving the world song. But yeah, I was never a big Michael Jackson fan, so that whole Michael Jackson thing, uh, it didn't ruin the music because I wasn't really into it in the first place. But then, you know, who doesn't like Billie Jean or Thriller? I mean, they're enjoyable tracks. And I don't think, you know, Michael Jackson has been forgotten because he was a pedophile. I don't think the music's been forgotten. Because you can't not listen to a Michael Jackson track because of those those claims and those accusations, and they are, you know, threatening, you know, they're very bad accusations. They're terrible, but the music is a completely different thing. It's kind of the artistic intention. Um, Once again, it's, you know, Van Gogh, you think of his paintings, you know, we don't say, oh, I'm not going to look at a Van Gogh painting because he cut his ear off. What weirdo. I mean, I've always found I like Van Gogh paintings. I think they're all right. I've never been into art very much. And I'm not going to act like I'm a... Mm, yes, that art was uh, very, very nice. That Van Gogh piece. Did you see that last night, Martha? That Van Gogh piece was absolutely scrumbunctious. You know, I'm not going to be one of those. I've never really been into art. But I don't mind a bit of Van Gogh. Is it Van Gogh or Van... It's Van Gogh, isn't it? See? That's what I mean. This is what I mean. I'm not very much into art. But, yeah, I don't mind Van Gogh stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Van Gogh stuff, and that should be on the T-shirt. And, but I don't, you know, I don't look at him and go, oh, he cut his ear off. Fucking. Oh, can't look at another piece. Can't look at a bit of paint he's ever put on a canvas because he cut his ear off. What a wanker. You don't. And I don't think a lot of people are doing that with Michael Jackson. I think he's still very popular. And why not? Why not? The man is completely different from the art, in my opinion. Roman Polanski, I believe that's how you um, pronounce his name, he's a he's another paedophile. Um, but we don't look at the pianist from 2003 and go, oh, can't watch this film anymore about the Holocaust because uh, the guy who directed it is a paedophile. You don't. You don't. Because it's it's a completely other thing. And also there's there's other people involved in the making of, you know, a Michael Jackson song or a film like The Pianist. I believe he got an Oscar for, what, Best Director? Or at least got nominated for The Pianist. And he was he was known as a paedophile back then. So things... You've got to take things as... Michael Jackson, you know, you've dampered me a bit. But, you know, thriller. You know, you won't not sing along. So you can't, you can't ruin that kind of intention. Um, I, I actually don't remember how we got onto Michael Jackson, but, you know, there you go. Uh, but back to, like, Ed Sheeran. Oh, the Smiths. That was it. That's how we got... <laughs> Already, it's a bit of a shambles, but... We'll get back on track. The Smiths, always been a favourite band of mine. It's a war between them and Oasis. It's always going to be a war. Um, right now, I'm full Oasis mode. Uh, I was about to say mood, but it's mode. I'm full Oasis mode. 
Um, you know, I'm listening to everything. And I've never been a real, you know, Wonderwall is probably the most popular Oasis song. And really popular song of all time, one of the most popular, you know, especially for guitar players. You know, you don't know a guitar player that can't play Wonderwall. You don't. That's like the first song you learn on guitar. Wonderwall. You know, today was going to be the day. Yeah, that's, you hear that everywhere. So Wonderwall's kind of been a bit ruined for me. But then, well, the original version of Wonderwall, at least, you can always find the cover version that kind of changes up the, the pacing of the chords and um, that sounds different, very different from the original. And you can never really copy, you know, Liam Gallagher's vocals. I mean, they're very distinct. Um, they're his. So you can, there'll never be another Liam Gallagher when it comes to vocals. Um, and I mean, I don't think Liam Gallagher is the best singer, but his voice is, you know, brilliant. I'd think if I'm listening to an Oasis track, I love I Don't Look Back in Anger because Noel sings it with a lot of emotion. I think Noel is the better singer of Liam uh, compared to Liam, but Liam's voice, you know, it's rock and you know, it's rock, it's rock and roll. If you hear Liam Gallagher, you know, probably the last rock star, really. That's proper staying in it, is you know, Liam Gallagher hasn't changed much um, compared to what he was doing in the 90s. He's staying the same. Whereas Noel has, Noel has changed a bit, I think. He was always the more, um, I don't want to say quiet uh, member of Oasis, but he was the kind of more responsible one. And, you know, I don't think it was as rock as, as Liam, but he, he, he did keep up. Uh, I think he's lost that bit now. He's gone for a bit of a... I really haven't liked any of the new, you know, Noel Gallagher solo stuff after um, his album, Who Built the Who Built the Moon. That was it. I just thought kind of disco, poppy nonsense. Whereas Liam kind of writes... Well, he doesn't write his own songs. He gets other people to write them, but that doesn't matter. You don't look at Liam Gallagher and go, well, that's a guy that can write a good tune. I mean, I've liked, you know, I've liked a couple, you know, two Liam songs I really liked. Um, And I don't really know which of his solo stuff he's written and which of it he's not. But I do really like um, I'm Out of Time and Songbird. Songbird's very simple, but it's very effective. You know, it's simple chord structure. It's, It's just a bit of strumming, but it's really effective. So Songbird's really good. I like really I like uh, I'm Out of Time. I think that was kind of forgotten, I'm Out of Time, because it was on Dig Out Your Soul, kind of the last um, Oasis prop solo album from coming out of the studio. So, not solo, what I'm saying, the last Oasis album, that, you know, studio album. So it's kind of, you know, lost to history, because some people by that point, you know, some were on the Oasis train and some weren't. Um, just kind of going into that. Well, the third Oasis solo, uh, studio album, uh, Be Here Now, was a bit rocky, but I think a lot of people still stayed on. And then Standing with the Soldier of uh, Shoulder. Sh- uh, soldier. Sh- fucking hell. Standing on the sho- shoulder. There we go. Shoulder of Giants kind of lost a lot of 
people um, when that came out. And then people kind of won back with um, Don't Believe the Truth, which I think is a great album, very underrated. Um, and also Don't Believe the Truth, a bit forgotten to time, but it's got some, you know, it's got Lila, the importance of being idle, some tracks that I think everyone still knows. So there's still some famous tracks of that. But Dig Out Yourself is very forgotten. And you don't see, you know, you don't see Liam playing I'm Out of Time very much. I think I saw one gig on YouTube where he does, he does play it. Um, but a lot of the songs off uh, Dig Out Yourself, not a lot of them are played. Um, Falling Down, a great, um, a great track, um, kind of hypnotic in a way. You don't hear, you don't hear Noel playing that with his high flying birds, which that's not it. He's not a band, is he? He's a solo act with a kind of bandy name. But I did really, I really enjoyed Noel's. Um, what was his first album? His first album was just Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. I thought it was brilliant. I really did. I thought it was different enough from Oasis, but it still kept those kind of key values and those key themes. Um, and there's some great tracks on there. Everybody, uh, everybody's on the run. Uh, I like a AKA Broken Hours, a nice one. I if I had a gun, obviously, um, really good. But I like that a lot of songs off that album. Uh, Chasing Yesterday, I probably like it a bit less than his first album, but there's still some great tracks on there. Um, In the Heat of the Moment, uh, what's the other one? Um, what's the one where, oh yeah, no, I, I acted like I just remembered it, but I didn't. But yeah, I like Chasing Chasing um, Yesterday, um, probably a bit less than his first, but it still had some really good tracks. And then... I think uh, the man who built the moon, or who something who built the moon, which I can't really listen to because it's too poppy and weird. Um, it's a, eh, it just feels like he's gone. Let's put a load of shit over this to cover up the shit lyrics. You know what I mean? Let's just put, you know, put a violin there, uh, auto tune that, put some poppy shit in there. And we've made an album. But I've, I've, you know, I listened to a lot of interviews with Noel uh, when kind of Who Built the Moon was coming out and he was just on about, well, uh, normally I write songs before I go into the studio. Uh, but this time my uh, producer um, said, don't write any songs, but write them in the studio. And I thought that was pretty telling. But I don't, I, I don't know if that's what kills kind of lyrics on who built the moon um but i don't think the lyrics to any of the songs are that good except there was a really good track on um who built the moon i believe it's called dead in the water that's on there isn't it and i really like dead in the water that was it wasn't poppy shit it was literally just an acoustic guitar and a piano and it was emotional human brilliant best track off who put the moon everything else fucking shit um and his um what's his ep that he released was it this year or last year it was just more poppy shit and that's seemingly the kind of train he's on poppy shit and kind of stuff you wouldn't really want to listen to um 
but yeah, I don't really like that those albums. I think Liam's got some good stuff, even though it's really simple stuff. Um, it's it's kind of solo album uh, that he first did, which I believe is called As You Were. Um, yeah, that's it. That was good. I really like that. But he's the vibe. It's just a bit. It's simple rock, but Liam Gallagher can make shit into a nice salad. I think most of the time. And he seems to be being re, 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 reinvigorated. He seems to want to want to do music. And I, I feel like for a couple of years after, um, kind of going into the early early to mid two thousands, he lost that kind of energy and that buzz. And I think you know, the whole Oasis kind of lost its energy and its feeling in that nineties kind of fuck the you know fuck the authority. Because when you, when you become popular and you become the most popular band in Britain, you can't really, you know, you can't act like you're down with the kids, you know, down with the kids, hip and cool. No, you can't act like you're, you know, a blue-collar worker. You know, in a way, as soon as you become popular, you're no longer from Manchester. You're just going to be seen as, oh, they came from here, but now they live in their mansions. They're not one of us. And I think they kept... They kept that kind of blue collar worker feel for what's the story, Morning Glory, and definitely maybe because all those songs were kind of written around the same time, whereas Be Here Now was written on holiday um, while Noel was sitting back in in the sun. So it's, you can only ever write something good if you're in that kind of mindset, in that mood. I try to write some things, not songs, but like little scripts or little stories. I've always tried to write something, but I've noticed if I wanted to write um, something a bit more darker, I'd have to be in a probably a bit of a more of a darker mindset. Or I've just watched a film that has some dark themes. Whereas if I wanted to write a comedy and I just watched a dark a pretty dark, pretty brutal film. I couldn't couldn't write a comedy. Um and that's just the things around you, the people around you, the people that you keep around you. It's all mood changing. And I think it changes the quality of what you're gonna write. Or if you're trying to write something that's trying to connect with a blue collar worker, you need to be around those kind of blue collar workers. You need to stay around those people. Um whereas I think Oasis kind of lost that. But they changed, I think it took them a while to kind of change from the blue-collar workers to uh, we know what we are now, so we're going to write music in accordance to that um, kind of themes and those feels. Because they kind of stopped writing songs like Live Forever and they went for a different sound. And some of it was successful, some of it wasn't. And then they went back to kind of classic, I guess, classic Oasis vibes or songs. Um, and I think those last two albums were pretty good that Oasis did uh, and it's a shame they broke up but probably probably for the best probably for the best um, but there you go uh, I found to talk about the Smiths and then to this end this episode I think the reason people don't like the Smiths is because they're, they're an interesting band I think Morris's vocals are interesting um, 
So, uh, yes, he's very interesting. I think they're a bit of an in- intriguing band, and people kind of can't class some of their themes. And I understand. I mean, the Smiths aren't for everyone, but they're for me, and they're for some other people. And that's what music is. It can bring people together. It can even divide people. But I think everyone in music always finds something they like. Even if you don't like something someone else is like, you'll probably find something that you'll both like. That's the brilliance of music. It it's, reaches so many boundaries. And once again, going back to a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the, the importance of the internet and the importance of podcasting, it's the same here. Same with music. All great. Um, that's the podcast this week because I'm recording on my laptop and I only have 30 minutes to record and we've already reached 20 28 minutes or 29 minutes now so if a lot of this podcast was um ah which a lot of it was because i was trying to think of my points and i was watching the clock countdown on this podcast Uh, i do apologize but hopefully you enjoyed and i'll see you next monday for another podcast